Diaz from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 8th of December 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. On Tuesday, the 6th, Vice President Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner was found guilty of corruption offenses in the public graft trial and was sentenced to six years in prison and a lifetime ban from holding political office. The fraud scheme that she was found guilty of directing included giving public roadworks contracts to a family friend while she was president. The jury found her not guilty of a second charge of directing an illicit association that oversaw a kickbacks scheme. The six-year sentence was less than the 12 years that had been sought by prosecutors. That said, she won't go to jail. If any, the consequences will be merely political. Due to her position, she has political immunity, and in order for it to be removed, she should face a formal impeachment process and the Supreme Court should confirm her sentence, which could take more than six years. What's more, she's turning 70 in February, which means she can request house arrest. Twelve other people were also accused in the corruption case, including Lazaro Baez, the Kirchner associate who is already serving a 12-year sentence for money laundering in a separate case, and two former government ministers who have also been convicted in other corruption cases. The vice president has faced several other judicial battles and has emerged victorious in most of them. After the sentence, Fernandez de Kirchner seemed furious as she spoke in a video address from her office in the National Congress. She denied the allegations and claimed she is the victim of political persecution. She also announced she would step out of politics after her current term as vice president concluded at the end of next year, although that's yet to be seen. In line with political news, there was some cabinet changes this week with Transport Minister Alexis Guerrera resigning due to health problems and replaced by Diego Giuliano, who is close to the economy minister. Meanwhile, in the Gender and Diversity Ministry, the Secretary of Equality and Diversity, Marita Perceval, also presented her resignation. Some speculate this could be because she expected to take on the role of minister when the previous one left her post, but was surprisingly replaced by Ayalan Massina. Speaking of replacements, Argentina is taking over the pro tempore presidency of the Mercosur trade bloc from Uruguay. Some of the most urgent matters include the development of internal supply chains and welcoming Brazil's new president, Luis Inácio Lula da Silva. However, there's also the matter of Uruguay's solo endeavors, which have been bothering the rest of Mercosur members for a while now. Recently, Uruguay applied to join one of Asia's biggest trading pacts, the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership, defying the agreement between Mercosur nations against seeking an independent trade agenda. Uruguay's unilateral move may even lead to the rupturing of the three-decade-old union, but they are tired of Brazil and Argentina's trade barriers. On the other hand, These two countries, as well as Paraguay, insist that the bloc will have legal and commercial problems if member nations start negotiating bilateral trade agreements. On that note about breaking agreements, 
Argentina's foreign ministry is strongly objecting to the presence of Kosovo troops in the Malvinas, or Falkland Islands. The troops traveled to the islands to train as part of a military agreement with the United Kingdom. However, Argentina is denouncing a violation of a UN resolution against militarization in the South Atlantic. Also related to the Atlantic, an Argentine court lifted the injunction order preventing offshore oil drilling near Mar del Plata. The Federal Court of Appeals authorized it under the condition that permanent observers be included to watch over the environment and that activities are immediately suspended in the event of damage. However, Greenpeace called for a march in Mar del Plata to protest against the seismic exploration and the risk of oil companies destroying the sea. Another project that's in the work is that of the Swiss mining company Glencore. The group is planning on building a giant operation in the San Juan province where the copper deposit El Pachon is located. Rumor has it that the company has been making new hires and is moving towards building the mine, but the information remains private. Meanwhile, the Argentine fintech Uala is embarking on a new project that includes personal loans. Through the brand's alliance with the Mexican bank ABC Capital, the fintech company will start offering loans for clients in Mexico of up to 20,000 Mexican pesos, about 1,000 U.S. dollars. Uala currently has more than 5 million clients and is backed by the Japanese conglomerate SoftBank Group Corp. Since we're on the topic of worldwide endeavors, we might as well update you on Argentina's progress in the World Cup. On Saturday the 2nd, Argentina celebrated a 2-1 win against Australia and moved into the quarterfinals. Next, the national football team will have to face the Netherlands in a match that will take place on Friday the 9th of December. The Argentine coach, Lionel Scaloni, said during a press conference that he's looking forward to the match, especially since he's been an admirer of the touch coach, Luis van Gaal, since he was young. Back home, however, the economic situation is not looking as bright. Analysts forecast an inflation rate of at least 6% for the month of November, even though some government officials claim it cooled down a little. Commerce Secretary Matias Tombolini, for example, said this week that inflation may have gone below 6%. Food and beverage prices are the ones that seem to have slowed down the most in the last few weeks, which should be extended with the implementation of the economy minister's price control program. Economy Minister Sergio Massa also signed an agreement with the U.S. Ambassador Mark Stanley, which seeks to automate the exchange of information between the two countries regarding undeclared assets owned by local taxpayers. It is estimated that some hundred billion U.S. dollars have been leaked to the United States and 400 billion worldwide by Argentine residents to avoid taxation. The agreement will enter into force on the 1st of January. When that happens, Argentina will have access to the data of all accounts opened by Argentine residents, either in their individual name or as heads of a company, as well as all movements and balances. Prior to this agreement, 
there was another scheme that allowed the AFIP Tax Bureau to access this information, but with an important difference. While it had to be requested on a name-by-name basis back then, it will now be automatic. Speaking of the U.S., the news outlet Buenos Aires Time published an interesting piece about what it's like to vote in Argentina for the U.S. midterm elections. We'll add a link in the show notes in case you want to learn more. Moving on, an Antarctic cruise ship that was sailing toward Ushuaia was hit by a giant wave breaking several glass panels. One person died and four were injured. The ship was the Norwegian-flagged cruise ship Viking Polaris, which was launched in 2022 and is the newest from the company. Another wave is worth watching out for, too, and that's the sudden increase of COVID-19 infections. In the last seven days, an increase of almost 300% was registered, with 13,000 new cases. The health minister, Carla Visotti, insisted that people get their booster shots, as that's the only way to prevent more hospitalizations. Those who were last vaccinated over four months ago can get a new dose. In completely unrelated news, a new edition of Cordoba's Nudist Marathon is taking place on Sunday the 11th of December. Yes, you heard correctly. Runners will gather near the city of Tanti to run either three or six kilometers fully naked, except for the shoes, of course. So, if that's your cup of tea, enjoy. And that's it for this week. Every once in a while, we put in event recommendations for the month ahead. Are these useful or should we skip them? If you like them, what kind of stuff do you want to know about? Let us know at argentina at rorschach.com. Nos vemos la próxima semana.